and welcome to episode 16 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. It is chaos here on Team List Tuesday and I'm loving it, Ryan. How are you feeling about it all? Oh, mate, uh, running around like a headless chicken trying to uh, try to get everything sorted. But uh, yeah, no, loving the carnage. How good is it? Mate, I love it. I feel a little bit like uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones where he's like... <laughs> Chaos is a ladder. That's my. That's how I feel whenever we have these particularly horrible teamless Tuesdays. There's a massive list of uh, fantasy relevant outs this week, uh, but I reckon we just dive straight into these games and pour through what I imagine is going to be a gigantic list of questions. How? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've got to start this three-hour podcast now, don't we? <laughs> yes. All right. So for the Brisbane Broncos, fantasy relevant out number one is Tessie New drop, Anthony Milford dropped, who we were talking about off air. I completely forgot about Milford as well. He's in a good chunk of teams. Jordan Ricky goes to the bench. Uh, so that whole right defensive edge is gone by the winger, uh, Coates. Uh, so, mate, uh, obviously Pengai's out there is a bit of a uh, a one-for-one one to go toe-to-toe with Kikau, what we probably expect. Pangai will start on the edge and then shift to the middle and Ricky will come on at 25 minutes and finish the game out or something to that effect. Um, mate, uh, we're, I'm a Ricky owner. You, you don't have Ricky, do you? No, I don't. I've, uh, I've avoided that carnage at least. Yeah. All right. Well, mate, as a Ricky owner, I think he feels to me like maybe the top priority trade out this week. Okay. Uh, what I looked at with Ricky is... Outside of that one game where he scored really, really well, his PPM is not great mm. and he really is not getting the meters and tackle bus. It's basically a lot of tackling is what he's doing. And um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to rack up those tackles with – I assume he's going to be spending 50% of the time he's on the field standing behind the goalposts. Um, <laughs> not to mention at the moment with all of these prices – moving slowly and the break-even's a little bit deceptive. So, for example, like um, I know I was looking really closely at the break-evens. The players were sort of 10K less making than what they were supposed to be off their prices according to the break-evens on the, on the fantasy website. So, mm. really, you've got to kind of add eight points to whatever it says their break-even is. So, if it says his is 22, it's probably closer to 30. And in a 55 to 60-minute roll, I only have – Ricky projected at sort of 32, 33 points. Mm. So um, based on what he's done this year, which is mostly just tackling, uh, and obviously he's not going to be likely not going to be getting many attacking stats against his Panthers side. Um, So for me, he's my priority trade out. I'm actually considering just leaving little in my team because the thing with with a guy who's a red dot is their price doesn't move. Mm. Uh, If Ricky goes on for 30 minutes – uh, it's possible with this side that, you know, he gets 25 minutes at the end of the game. Uh, it looks like Kevy's strategy is he wants to go straight through the front door. Um, I don't think it's going to work, but, like, that's a gigantic forward pack plus Alex Glenn there. Yeah, I, I can definitely see your reasoning there. Um, like, my first thought was that Ricky wasn't, like, super urgent just because his break even was in the low 20s, but... Yeah, no, you're definitely right. There, there is a little bit of a break-even shenanigans going on, so I, I can see why someone would opt to move him on. And, and like honestly, I, I've I've got Fui Mayona in my team, who we'll get to a little bit later. But like I'm considering moving him on as well instead of Little, just because of what you mentioned that Little his price isn't going to move. It's going to be the same next week. Um, yeah, I can definitely see why someone would want to move Ricky on right now. Um, I, 
defensively, he's still got a little bit of work to do in terms of um, you know that right edge. I think I think has deservedly been dropped. Um, mm. Like Tessie New and Jordan Ricky, like they were up there for the worst defensive edge in the in the competition. Yeah. Um, well, they've gone with the complete opposite this time. They've got uh, Arthur's there, who we know is a mm. tackle machine, and Pengai, who's can one of the only players in the NRL who can stand up to kick out physically. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably a, a, a good move, I'd think. I mean, until we see the Panthers' left edge just completely steamroll them this week anyway. But, um, mm. yeah, I mean, Jesse Arthurs does make a lot of tackles for his center. I think he averages about 23 tackles a game, which is pretty absurd. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be falling into that trap of trying to buy Arthur. Say, I can see a lot of players with Tessie New, maybe some inexperienced guys looking at that going, oh, he's been dropped for Arthurs. I'll swap to Arthurs, take the dual position and bank the, what's that, 85k or whatever but that edge is going to be in flux until kevy gets the combinations right and one 50 point loss this weekend could see tessie new right back in next week so i'm i'm actually holding new as well just to wait and see what happens with this lineup yeah i think i'm gonna hold new as well he's he you know he's still only 360k he hasn't made a whole lot of cash it's so i mean trading him down doesn't free up a lot and with so many other uh big changes this week i, I think he can afford to sit in your 21 for a week yeah uh, you might uh, you can't really use him as a loop. It's the only downside because he plays in that first game unless you want to do some shenanigans with whacking him in your centres and sh- shuffling people around, but or your wing or your wing fullback. So I mean, you, if you if you if you're smart enough about your looping, you probably can do a loop with him. You just got to set it up properly. Uh, mate, uh, obviously we don't want to jump on any of these bench options with Tio gone for the foreseeable future. Uh, if Pangai can stay on that edge, he does represent an interesting option. But I think Ricky's always going to be there, sort of pinching minutes. The other one that's an interesting one is Matt Lodge. Uh, with with if this is something that stays as is, uh, Lodge obviously got forty six points last week, has a break even of nineteen, and he seems to be getting minutes. He's got the the last two rounds. He's got forty nine and forty six minutes respectively. So with that, we can anticipate he's probably going to average around that forty mark. Uh, he started the season at 390 and was sort of a borderline buy. At 366, he becomes pretty interesting to me. Yeah, he's one that uh, completely fell off my radar because I was considering him round one, but managed to avoid it. Luckily, is his hamstring popping? But yeah, now we're getting about a you know 25k discount on starting price, and yeah, I, I can certainly see the value there if he is going to continue to get this 45 to 50 minute role. He definitely presents a bit of value and. and yeah, probably a good middle, a cheap, cheaper middle option if um, if that's what you're in, in need of. Yeah, I think for teams that were looking at Bunty Afola and maybe a bit disappointed that he hasn't started, Lodge might be a nice pivot and they're almost exactly the same price there. Mm. Uh, although with teams, you know, a lot of us have, you know, Yudo Ekamanu and Connor Watson and Alvaro who are all doing really well. So you're probably not in the market for somebody in that price range this week. But uh, if you are, he's certainly a good option. Um, I guess the only other one that I really want to touch on is Payne Haas, who after a quiet first week back went gangbusters and got the Cleary update uh, overnight as well. So he uh, he scored 77 last week, he break even a 77. Looks to be like he's in that 65 to 70-minute role, which is right in his sweet spot for his performance for um, fantasy. So 77 and 66 minutes is pretty much what we – Hopeful with him, and that's against Rabbitohs and Storm. He's he's managed to put up those those minutes. So you'd expect that this week's not going to be much different. I wouldn't be rushing him in with a break even of seventy seven plus that funky sort of ten minute ten point 
buffer thing, it's probably closer to 87 or 85. Um, but certainly an option for next week if he dips below that 900K, he represents a really interesting option with a projected average of about 70 in 65 minutes. Yeah, he, he sort of. I was sort of thinking the other day. Payne uh, seems like the second coming of Andrew Fafita. Like he loves those, uh, you know, sideways crab runs, stick the hand out, push off the tackle, and throw the crappy offload. Yeah, yeah, definitely an upgrade target, and one I'll probably be looking at in the next uh, week or so. Yeah, I was going to get him this week, but I think just with the BE shenanigans, I'm probably going to just wait a week and see what happens. Hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball, pretty boring for fantasy people just doing their stuff. You got Momorowski doing his thing, turning away nicely in the centres. You got bloody Bruce Willis sitting there with his last-minute breakaway try. But then he got 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 a massive points update at the end of the game for that and then got another one while he was asleep. He was lying in bed, bouncing ghosts off, getting those plus threes. And um, But outside of that, this team's not very interesting. I've seen a couple of people talking about Brian Toto. Um, wingers... Traditionally, are not very good fantasy options. Yes, he is averaging 57. Yes, he's scoring pretty well, but the Panthers have had such an easy draw, and it goes like that until about origin time, and then they hit origin period, and there's a chance that Toto is going to be out on that left wing for the Blues, but even if he's not, you've got a horrible you know, origin period with disruptions and then into a back end of the season where it's a really tough draw and you're going to be using a trade-in, paying a premium for him and then getting rid of him. Yeah, no, well said. Um, he, he sort of, he's, you know, we know he's a tackle-busting machine, sort of looks a little bit like um, David Nofaluma did last year, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I probably wouldn't be messing around with him now. He's, he's pretty expensive. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, moving on to the next game, I guess, unless we have anything else to say about that. Obviously, uh, Stephen Crichton scoring worse at fullback than what he does at centre, but I guess mm. he becomes almost one to put on the buy list for maybe when he goes back to centre even, potentially. Yeah, um, maybe, depending on how, how cheap he gets. And don't forget about Abby Coruscant coming back in a couple of weeks as well. Keep him in. He's got a massive break even when he comes back, but pencil him into your medium-term plans. Moving on to the next game, Knights versus Sharks on Friday afternoon sees uh, Braden Musgrove come into that wing spot, but Edric Lee's only a week away. So certainly, even though he's a cheapie and it's very tempting to go for a player like that, Musgrove's a guy that you'd go for over the origin period on their one game uh, or or after that if you're doing a cash down, not somebody that you're wanting to do. You, you can't get a cheapie that's only going to last one to two weeks. Uh, he does look quite good in the highlights. I was looking watching them beforehand until I realised that Edric Lee was only a week away. He's not going to displace any of those guys. Um, his hope is to have an absolute blind arm move to the centres when Edric Lee comes back and displace Tuala, but uh, I just I need to he'd need to sit, do something pretty miraculous. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be messing around with him. Um... This week, I don't think. I'd, I'd definitely like to see him hold his uh, hold his place once yeah. Edric's back. Yeah. Um, I just know that there's going to be a lot of people out there looking at buying him, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Braley chugging along, but a more sort of standard hooker score, 58. Uh, Clem has had a couple of not great scores off that knee nick that he got. His B is pretty high. He's kind of going to start entering the value area soon. Um, so we can anticipate he's probably going to average about 55 
Um, so if his price gets below that sort of 650 mark, I think in the next couple of weeks, he might be an interesting pickup considering that Freddie doesn't really seem to like his play style for origin. Yeah, definitely one to put on the watch list for, for future weeks, I, I think. Yep, same goes for Frizzell, who had a couple of down weeks. But I think once Knights get into a bit of a rhythm, he's going to be fine. So if you got him, just hold him and ride it out. And Watson, obviously, is back to lock as well, which we assume is going to mean that he's going to swap with Sue, go to the bench, and then come on and play 55 to 60 off the bench, which is exactly what we want him to be doing. Yeah, exactly. You don't want him messing around in the halves. That's uh, <laughs> it's death for his scoring. If he can uh, keep up what he's been doing off the interchange, he's even starting to look like a bit of a keeper middle, but we'll see if he can keep that up. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we lose Josh Dugan. Surprise, surprise, he's injured. Everybody drink. Uh, so that's his kind of Tracy go to the centres. Uh, Harati's out on that wing. Sean Johnson sounds like he's probably two weeks away. Wade Graham's out with Teague Wilton holding his spot but probably changing over to the left-hand side. Anyone that bought Wilton's gotten really lucky, but sometimes you need a bit of luck with fantasy. Um, yeah, not much that comes your way, but so when you get it, you've got to grasp it with both hands. No, and speaking of gra- grasping luck with both hands, Chad Townsend gone absolute gangbusters. Um, anyone that owns Chad, though, unfortunately you need to say goodbye in a couple of weeks. So just really spend some time looking at your app, just pull up mm-hmm. his profile and look at his face and, you know, appreciate the hair and the, the fantasy scoring and, and love him and then and then know that you're going to leave him. Yeah, I've I've got the framed picture of Chad next to my bed at night, and I, you know I just stare at it lovingly. When you're um, wearing your Wolverine costume. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to be sad to say goodbye to him because I, I do love the Chad, but yeah, he's gone incredibly well. I honestly exceeded our expectations quite dramatically, and I, I think he had he had over 600 kick meters on the weekend, which helps. So yeah, yeah just a couple of, a couple of more fifties, and yeah, you'll be you'll be a good upgrade target. Yep, lovely straight. <laughs> Um, I think that's about it. Obviously, anybody that's looking at uh, Magulius or Cheeg Wilton looking for cheapies, don't uh, don't mess around too much there. They've probably made made too much as it is for uh, for buying purposes. Uh, moving on to probably what's going to be the game of the round: uh, Melbourne versus Roosters on Friday evening. Uh, Brandon Smith's going to hold on to the nine jersey. They were talking after the game about this one-two punch thing, taking the sting out with Smith and then bringing Grant on, which is fantastic for the price drops, um, but obviously means maybe Grant might not be a player that's going to be an elite fantasy option this year. Yeah, which is quite unfortunate because we know he can certainly produce it. Um, it'd be great if, you know, I don't want to wish, um, well, I don't know, maybe if uh, if the Storm couple, cop, cop a couple more Injuries or something, maybe Brandon moves back into the forward pack or if Brandon goes down, that would might open the door for Harry Grant. But, um, yeah, as it stands, just keep letting the price drop and put him on the yeah. on the watch list for the future if anything happens. Pencil him in, yeah. Uh, other than that, Storm's obviously seen, we've seen Kamakameeth go back to the bench. Don't be surprised if he starts at lock and Nass goes to the bench, but obviously we're not buying him. Anyone that did start with him, he's done really well. Uh, same with Christian Welch. He's sort of come good the last couple of weeks, uh, but he's probably not quite ready to sell yet. He's got, oh, what, two more weeks of price rises? Yeah, I mean, he's sort of one of those ones. I think he's uh, in a similar boat to Takiaho where, like, he's not an urgent 
sell by any means. Like he's probably still going to keep giving you fifties um, for the foreseeable future, or at least until Fanukin gets back. I suppose maybe that might that might put a bit of a dent in there. But yeah, um, I think just take the fifties because I mean, no doubt most people have bigger problems this week. Oh, absolutely. Uh, on the other side of the ball, obviously Tedesco, who's been pretty disappointing. Uh, that matchup, the Pat Tedesco matchup, is going to be exciting. Um, but yeah, Pat. Remember when we said at the start of the season that Pat might be challenging Teddy for the uh, number one goal uh, fullback mantle? He's not challenging him. He's absolutely pantsing him. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close at the moment. It's like watching uh, the Storm. That's 20, that's... 20 points difference between the two of them, which is just absurd. I would have laughed you out of the podcast if you had told me that Pat was going to be beating Teddy by 20 points after four weeks or five weeks. So, it, mate, uh, yeah, you go. And, it's, and especially with the fact that uh, Teddy has, what, like seven tries as well? <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, he's a second-leading try scorer or something like that. Absurd. Yeah, he's just right. not doing those garbage runs, which I know is going to come. I think it's just they the Roosters always – they do start slow and they like to be peaking at the right time of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously those combinations need to form. They've been a bit disrupted between the number nine, six, and seven. Uh, speaking of six and seven, though, Sam Walker, how's his form? Oh, yeah, he, he wasn't uh, he wasn't going too good last week, but then he came up big in the clutch, didn't he? he had about two mm. try assists, got a try himself. It was yeah, just yeah. incredible for a guy playing his second game of first grade. You know what it actually looked like? It looked like he went, oh, that's right, I'm supposed to be setting up tries, and just went like bang, 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 and won the game. Like, and the sharks, <laughs> the sharks aren't even a bad team. That's the thing. Like he just he just was like sort of chilling out, and he's like, oh yeah, okay, we got to win the game now. Boof. And, like, they had no answers for him. And just some of those passes, like, legit, Luke Keery could not have done that. No. Yeah. Luke Keery could not have done that, right? It's just, you know, like, some clubs – I'm going to turn this into a Cowboys thing. Some (laughs) – Your boys won, for Christ's sake. They won. No, no. It's not not good enough, Ryan. Sometimes you have a a club, they've got a – you know, they've got a, an absolute gun and they, they and they know it and they're like, oh, we're going to lock this guy up on a long-term deal. They'll they'll give him half a million bucks a year after this year and he'll be worth every cent of it uh, and he'll probably be underpaid in two years from now. Whereas, you know, the cows, you know, they laughed Caleb Hunger out of the office doing that and now he's on a million bucks and he's laughing at them and the Cowboys suck. It's, you know, it's just, you know, some clubs just know how to manage a team. They're looking at that going, yeah, all right. You know, and Kiri can come back next year off his ACL and go, oh, you know, I want an upgrade for a million bucks. And they go, mate, did you see how good this kid is? You don't, you know, you can take your 650 or piss off. And and he'll have to take it because he doesn't want to go and play for a bad team. So it's just good. It's good roster management and, and I love it. I like, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm uh, very appreciative of how well the Roosters are operating their system at the moment. Um, yeah, it's pretty, although they pretty. seem to be <laughs> lacking in number nine, <laughs> not for trying though. Yeah, the, the nines are about as cursed as Manly's edge players at the moment. They're just <laughs> churning through them, and like this uh, Ben Marshke, he's um, quite possibly out for two weeks as well. I know he's challenging a uh, crusher tackle at the judiciary, so I mean, there's a chance that Adam Kieran ends up starting this week. Yeah, I'm. I feel pretty confident that it is going to be Kieran Marshke is going to be suspended, mm-hmm. and it looks like. Other Marshke's going to come in to the bench would be my guess. Um, he's a half, but I'm assuming he's just there as hooker cover because um, none of those other guys are. 
outside of that, uh, Angus is kind of just ticking along. Takiaho, bit of a bounce back, ticking along. Uh, not going to be mucking around with buying Hutchinson, are you? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, Bradley's um, ticking along, yeah. but especially with his uh, shenanigans with the hooker uh, stuff, I probably anyone that hasn't gotten on the Radley train yet, just sort of hold, you know, just hold on your ticket and maybe catch the next the next train once the uh, Verils is back. So, yeah, that's sort of where you were heading, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see him uh, put up a decent score as well, like two forties now. Um, in the, like uh, the, the role's certainly there, that sixty minute role. It's just yeah, getting his match fitness back, getting his PPM back up. Um, mm. Yeah, and obviously with the hooker scarcity, uh, he's a he's just a wait and see at the moment for mine. Yeah, I think his thing is he's doing the base stuff. We just need him to get back to the the couple of points and attacking extras, setting up tries, scoring tries, breaking tackles, offloads, that sort of stuff. He was on like 36 run meters for most of the game last week. So just want to see a little bit more out of him. Uh, Moving along to the next one, Manly versus Titans. We get another new edge back rower in um, that guy, number 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't even want to try and pronounce it. Yeah. Can we can we can we get like uh, one of our Kiwi fans on here to Hamoli? Uh, yeah, so he's come in. Obviously, he was the guy that had that really gruesome elbow dislocation a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's coming in. Although I think that Sironen's probably only sort of two weeks away, so he's really cheap at two ninety something, but definitely not somebody that I'd be wanting to have a look at until we know. So if if Kieran Foran goes down this weekend season ending or whatever, and Schuster goes into number six, I'd be all over him, but uh, not at the moment, I don't think. Yeah, I'd probably just wait and see. Probably um, similar similar to, uh, what's his name, uh, Braden Musgrove, in that yeah. you just don't really know if he's going to hold that spot, so it's just a little bit of a wait and see. Yeah, laden with traps this week. Mm. Uh, but I guess this is probably a really good segue to that. Tommy Turbo is back. Yes. Uh, is is the hammy going to hold up? That is the big question, and we don't know the answer, and I, it would be silly of us to speculate. Mm. I would suggest that uh, our advice would be to not buy him straight away, but, I mean, if you gamble and you're right, you could be really well off there. Yeah, I, I'm probably, I'd probably like, I'd like to at least see one game back. Um before I, you know, start jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, I mean, you certainly got to weigh the the risk versus reward because you know that the risk is a, you know, 15-point score and you burn another trade versus the reward is that you've got a keeper, I suppose. Um, maybe he, he, he might be one I'm looking at, uh, you know, once Dane Laurie peaks, maybe I, I'm, I'm moving him on to Turbo then, but... Yeah, he's he's definitely one I'm going to put in my watch list, but I'm just gonna just gonna wait and see how that uh, hammy holds up the first couple of weeks back. Mm. I think. Yeah, well, I guess Dane Lurie's got a 15 point head start on him on the break even, and they're pretty much the same price. They're only sort of 20k apart, so you can wait and see. It's entirely possible that Lurie puts up a 35 40 max against the Rabbitohs, depending on how they go, and Turbo puts up a 50 potentially in this game or he could I guess he could score 120 <laughs> that's the thing we don't know what's going to happen so 
definitely just have a look at him, see how he looks. Uh, I know a lot of people, there's going to be many, many people just calling him a trap and saying don't get him at all, and that may be the right advice, but it also could be a big miss as well, considering that every man and his dog was buying him before the season started. So um, the other Trebojevic, though, I, who, who we've coined Tolboyevic, uh, <laughs> he's uh, reaching a very interesting price point for me. Certainly not urgent, particularly with this B shenanigan that's happening. I think maybe his real B is probably closer to 62, 63, so certainly not in a hurry to buy. But uh, I definitely would be keeping him in your... In your black book, um, we've put up some stuff on the socials about his uh, durability and consistency this week. Yeah, he's definitely not a, uh, a sexy pick, is he? He's um, well, like he, for mine, he's, he's a he's a plotter and he's Aiden Tolman in disguise. But um, yeah, fantasy wise, you can't uh, discount his pedigree. That he, he does. You know, he, he, there's not many eighty minute locks out there. He may, he'll get through a lot of work. Um, and again, I think for mine as well, like you said, I think he's just a wait and see. Uh, hopefully, with the addition of his brother back into the side, it, you know, he can really add to his game and hopefully get back to that mid fifties average of what he has been at the past. Yeah, well, the last even last year he had what we'd call a down year and still managed to average in the mid fifties. So he's mm. certainly not gone. We just need him to show us that attacking five points bonus that he has had in the past like to see him do a little bit of linking up through the middle, put maybe put Tommy through a nice gap or something like that and uh, and lay on a nice try. It would be, uh, give me all the confidence I need, I reckon. But I uh, just want to see it happen and I want to see this team click. Their uh, back line is not filling me with a massive amount of confidence. DCE went massive, but uh, I think off, that was off the back of... He's making a lot of tackles. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I'll have a quick look. 33 tackles a game or something. He's making just something absolutely absurd. I looked now, like every game but one, he's been over 30 tackles, I think, from memory. One, two. Yeah, no, well, there's 23 and a 28, and then 34, 36, 37 tackles. So he's been put through the absolute ringer as a half, uh, averaging 32 almost tackles per game. So, mate, uh, he's getting through a lot of base too with that, what, 500 kick metres or 400 kick metres? Yeah, yeah, it's 630 on the weekend in that 93-point game, which which is insane. Yeah. Like Kieran Foran had 180 of his own. Lachlan Croker had 60. That's a lot of kick metres like in a, a game. That's, that's a kilometre of kick metres. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, mate, uh, yeah, certainly not going to be jumping back on him. We've had a look at his long-term average. I'm projecting him at sort of 57, 58, so he's he's performing better at the moment than what we expected, but 63 is not far off that. That's what he got last year, and even though he's got a low break-even, it's still 44 with B shenanigans up to low 50s. Certainly not urgent if you want to have a look at him. He's going to play Origin as well, um, potentially get rested through that period. You know, it's certainly not a, you know, particularly when you guys got guys like Moses floating around 150K less. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Brian Kelly, really nice return after that hand injury, which is really annoying because I had him and I had to sell him. Um, Fafita, absolutely monstrous. Uh, Tino, uh, more like Mike Wazowski than Sully. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he, yeah. Good little reference there. I like that one. 
put that thing back where it came from or so help me. I won't break into song. Um, I'm not a big child, I swear. Um, yeah, no, so Tino back, Tino back to earth. Uh, he's averaging uh, about what we thought, which is not very good, and hopefully you didn't buy him. Uh, Peachy, though, is just going absolutely ham. Yeah, he had a great game. Um, and I think uh, important to note as well that with how important he is to the Titans' like game plan and the way he plays, that he's not being used as that utility anymore. He's sort of staying in that middle role, yeah. which is which is great for for his prospects and and people that want to own him. Um, yeah, he certainly looks like a keeper center for mine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really liking that they're that they're not moving him. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if the half goes off, you know, that's his only time he's actually shifting. Um, you'd think that they would just not bother carrying Lasone or something like that. Like these guys, like they can all play big minutes. They don't need that extra forward. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, just put an outside back on the bench and be done with it. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, so outside of that, obviously, uh, Captain Fafita looking like a really good option this week as well against this manly side. Uh, yeah. A bit disrupted. Oh, my God. Can he do it again? Is it, uh-huh. is it? It's not chasing points, is it? It's just being smart? I think it's just being smart. Like, he'll be running at, what, Morgan Harper, DCE, and um, Hamole there, the, the new guy on that right edge. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? If you don't have Cleary, yeah. he looks like a great captaincy option. Yeah, and um, obviously Schuster got a really nice score as well last week, 69 points. Yes. Keep his score moving. That was uh, beautiful. Hopefully he can just hold down this edge spot with the amount of uh, yeah. injuries that Manly's having. It'll get that uh, dual position next week as well, which is so incredibly handy. A lot of people are going to need that. Uh, with Ricky. Need him, yeah, need him as cover going yep. forward. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be rolling with Crichton and Fafita in my edge, and then Schuster on the bench, and yeah. it's going to be me for the foreseeable future. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Cross to the game of the round, the Benji Marshall revenge game, uh, Rabbitohs versus West Tigers. Uh, the West Tigers have promoted their basically their entire Q Cup team, not quite, but um, obviously for the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker comes back, which sees Benji back to the bench. We've got, uh, other than that, unchanged Latrell doing one of his big games last week. Cook doing not that. <laughs> yeah. Cook's on the same roller coaster as Latrell by the looks. He's just <laughs> going on the downs <laughs> when he's on the ups. Yeah. I don't know what's up with him. He's like, there's a lot of people messaging me about trading him. Um, which I can understand, although uh, I'm not an advocate of it. Yeah, I mean, he did only play, what, 66 minutes, I suppose, because they're up by 29. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if the Rabbitohs are going to be flogging everyone every week, I mean, is there a chance yeah. that maybe 65 will be as normal going forward? Yeah, well, I mean, he's like he's 30 and they've got Benji Marshall there and they got Reynolds, but they got Reynolds who's 30. Cody Walker's almost 30. You know, like, so there's no need for him to do it every week. I think he's more than often than not he's going to play 80. They know that he's got an origin period, though. So, I mean, if you are going to move him, it's probably, I mean, but I mean, against the Tigers, he could score 80 points in 60 minutes anyway. So, mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't be trading him um, unless you're going to Cleary. That would be probably the only, but even then, you know, like, on, on averages, not that it's happening at the moment, but it should that theoretically should only be a seven or eight point upgrade and you're paying three hundred grand, which obviously is silly. So yeah. 
In theory. <laughs> Theoretically, it's a silly trade. Um, it's the exact same mental dance that I did with myself with Luke Brooks about an hour and a half ago where I looked at Luke Brooks and I went, oh, I can actually afford to go Luke Brooks to Cleary, but that'll leave me with nothing in the bank. And theoretically speaking, it's only 15 points and I can use that money better. But I don't know if I actually believe that or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Cleary's just going to be averaging 85 this year. Maybe he's uh, he, that's the new normal. I refuse to believe it. Oh, I will go down with that ship. I thought you weren't going to sing anymore. No, I wasn't going to sing any more Disney songs. No oh, one said okay. anything about Dido. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of the ball, obviously, Dane Laurie uh, doing really good stuff. North Loomers managed to get a couple of tries there and could have had a couple more. Uh, so he, But he's still only got 37. What's he doing? Is he gone? Is he yeah, retired? I think, think Brian came along and space jammed him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Space Jam, he's done. He's been Jordaned. Uh, but we did. We do now get to see Jake Simkin in for Jacob Little. So uh, I did see something come through on the socials, and I guess I'll just deal with this now so I don't have to um, do it then. Uh, the big thing with Little is a lot of people are complaining that his service isn't very good, and the big bonus with Simkin is his service is very good. Uh, it is important to note as well his fantasy scores are very good. Yeah, I had a I had a quick look at his uh, run in New South Wales Cup this year. He's got six tries in five games for a hooker. That's that's just ridiculous. He's averaging seventy five so far. It's just yeah, insane. Uh, and looks a great buy bargain price. Yeah, I've I've probably I'm I'm definitely so I'm pretty sure the first trade I'm doing this week is Ricky down to Simpkin, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to be looping Walker and Simpkin via Little. Is is one is what I'm looking at at the moment. Um, that's why part of the reason why I'm hanging on to Little, and then in the event that they shift back and Little's in the team or whatever, then I can and Simkin's out, then I can hit the abort button on that. But I guess that Simkin will be locked, but I'll have Little still. Um, but uh, outside of that, obviously Stefano's been promoted to the starting team with. Musgrove going to the bench, probably a good move. Musgrove's an impact prop, and uh, Stefano is obviously just an absolute weapon. So, uh, mate, he's going to present an interesting option for, say, somebody that has to choose between him and Alvaro this week. Yeah, I mean, depending on what happens with the final teamless shenanigans with the Dragons, with uh, Josh Maguire lurking in the reserves, I I think Stefano's probably the safer option. Um, Mm. You'd you'd have to think that he's starting. He's going to get, what, 45 minutes, you'd assume? Yeah, you'd have to think so with this bench. Mm. Uh, You have to imagine that they're not going to have Simpkin play 80 minutes and Mbaye is going to come on and play a bit of hooker. Um, Yeah, unless we see a repeat of last week with an injury of of some sort. Yeah, which, you know, isn't entirely out of the realms of possibility. I'm probably expecting that Kapoa and Talao are going to swap around. Talao will play centre and Kapoa will play on the wing. But, um, I, mate, I, don't, I just don't really understand how he keeps getting a run. But, anyway, that's another thing for another day. Uh, I think that's it from the Tigers. 12's sort of fine, but um, I guess if you're going to buy 12, you may as well just buy Jerbo and save the, oh. the 25K. What about old uh, Jimmy the Jet with his eight? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we've got lots of questions about him. Um, mate, the, the, I guess the, the, what I'll say in summary is uh, centres are a crapshoot and mm. if you chase, if you keep moving away from bad scores and good scores and whatever, I guarantee you there's people out there that had Roberts 
had him round one, sold him after the 19, and the injury missed the 235s and then bought him back again for him only to get an eight. My suggestion to you is don't sell him and just hang on to him. Cop the eights because he's a centre and centres do get eight sometimes and you'll be really happy when he throws you up a 75, um, which he is going to do at some point this year and guarantee that you'll sell him before that if you keep mucking around, moving people around. So uh, yeah. at this point in the year, centres are a crapshoot and just uh, just roll with the punches, I reckon. Yeah, no, good advice. What about um, old Joe O playing on the edge? Uh, do you think he's going to be displaced by Bloor when he's back? He's, he's I quite am- I'm almost certain he's going to be displaced by Bloor. Fair enough. And all, and on the other edge, uh, old Luciano, he's playing like a keeper at the moment. He's averaging about 56, hasn't scored below 50 all year. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's done really well with the tough draw, and I think he's coming into after this week a little bit more of a softer one. So mm. definitely uh, for somebody that's looking to pot up a little bit, get somebody that's more than likely almost guaranteed to not be playing Origin, uh, he's certainly an interesting option there. I just I found for me I've got too many tigers so although yeah, so. most of them will be gone after a couple of weeks aside from Simpkin now so he might be that's the same thing I was looking at twelve going oh, I'm not going to have twelve I've got too many tigers but oh, half of them are going to get sold mm. uh, mate uh, on to the next game which this could actually be the game of the round I don't know there'll be a, there's actually a couple of good games this week uh, Raiders and Eels on Saturday night so that sees. Chance Nickel Clockstart, who is in a surprising amount of teams considering how um, not that good he is for fantasy. Uh, so he left you a parting gift of a nice five before he went off. Um, <laughs> and uh, now we get Caleb Akins, who has a – I've heard him described as a, a park footballer who somehow yeah. manages to keep getting signed by NRL teams, and I'm, I can't say I disagree with that. I'm pretty sure that was my description of him. Like, it, to, for mine, he, he looks like the guy that's uh, the king of like Saturday A grade. <laughs> oh know? yeah, like he, you know that he'd be happy. really good in Q Cup or or New South Wales Cup, but just yeah. yeah. But then in first grade, he just does not look like a first grader at all. So I definitely yeah. wouldn't be mucking around with Aikens. No, yeah, don't do that. Uh, obviously, Rapana did pretty poorly coming off uh, going to fullback, and I think he was vomiting on the field or something like that. So. <laughs> um, hopefully he can go back to being good on the wing. Outside of that, obviously Tarpany gave you one of his low games, which they that's going to happen. Um, but he's entering a really nice, interesting price bracket now too. Yeah, I saw you were telling uh, some people off on, on social media, don't tell Tarpany. But, uh... Oh, buddy, no, it was buddy TK. Oh, uh, from Talking League. Yeah, I was talking to his, listening to his podcast on the way to work this morning, and he was saying he was frustrated with Tarpany. He was going to sell him because he was getting less minutes. He's had 41, 42, and 41 minutes in his three full games that he's played. So, I mean, that's his role. We sort of knew that was what was going to happen. And he, he scored like 70 in 40 minutes. He can do that, and he can also score 29, and you just got to cop those. But I'll, I'll buy him if he gets to under 550. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that that looks like unless he has one of his uh, big games, his break even seventy five without factoring in any shenanigans. Um, yeah, he looks like he's definitely going to have a five in front of his name next week. Uh, definitely yeah. for the watch list. Yeah, no, I um, and he's certainly not going to play Origin either. So, and obviously mm. Papali will. He'll be asked to play some more minutes through that period, and certainly could be an interesting option. Unfortunately, he's more of a cash maker than a. Uh, a keeper, so you, he's probably worth going to be a trade out after, at some point later, but certainly can put up some big scores if he gets a bit of a run on. Uh, outside of that, obviously Josh Papali is doing pretty well. He's sort of 
you know, coming up to the point now where it's going to be origin time soon and you don't want to be sort of mucking around too much with him uh, in that role. Um, Mitch Moses, though, um, we, I know you and I, Ryan, we were both looking at Fogarty last week thinking about trading him to Moses. How, gl- how glad are you we didn't do that? Yeah, we, I suppose we should give a big thank you to good old Zade O'Neill. He, he, he really saved us <laughs> saved us oh. there. I'm so glad I didn't trade Fogarty. He went really well when he came back. And, yeah, Mo, the Eels just laid a, like a big, yeah, just duck egg. Well, you know, just a really bad performance against the Dragons. I, I, just you can say turd. Up. You can say turd. Turd's not an explicit word. I just couldn't think of the right word, but that does fit. <laughs> Mate, against the might of the Dragons, who are the people's team this year, uh, how could they perform? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, Alvaro yeah, got his revenge, that's for sure. Oh, not wrong. Just before we move on for the, from the Raiders, though, I feel like we should just have a little like uh, memorial for for Jared Croker as a fantasy <laughs> player. Yeah, he's he's getting retired. He's he's gone. Oh, what happened yeah. to him? Did he run for like twelve meters last week or something? I was against the Titans. He ran four. He ran for twelve meters and had twelve tackles in eighty minutes. Oh, Six missed he's... tackles too. How do you do that? I don't understand. He used to be really good. He used to be a keeper. I don't know what happened. You know what? Actually, I know I know exactly what happened. What? Jack Whiten moved to 5'8", and he has to play outside Jack Whiten, which means he gets to touch the ball three times a game. And it's when Jack Whiten loses it or kicks it out on the full, and he's got to throw it back to the other team. That's the three times he gets to touch the ball. So, oh, Yeah. Like, even against the Panthers, he had a try, a line break, and a turnover tackle that only managed 34. It's just, yeah, it's really sad to see the decline of uh, of the great Jared Croker, one of the, one of the like, 2016 keeper centers. Oh, yeah. I remember buying him. I was um, one time, I can't remember what happened, but I bought him and I was like, oh, yeah, he's real cheap. And then he's just never been good since then. I, I, got, <laughs> I got him right on the tail end. And Leilua, I had the two of them, and they were both just. Laying single digit, digit scores like it was going out of fashion. Yeah, well, they're as cheap as each other. Like Lay Lewis, like three forty, and Croker's three forty yeah. oh, as well. So. And he's dropped again. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> if they come good, they'll be really good buys. But they just, I can't trust them at the moment. Yeah, no. um, mate. Uh, so Moses with his with the B shenanigans, he's going to be up around seventy five against the Raiders. Can see another price drop this week. Uh, he's looking like going to be almost entering the you're going to have to find a way to buy him type of territory. Yeah, he's starting to look like a straight swap for, for Chad in a, in a week or so. Um, yeah, just getting ridiculously cheap. Uh, you'd assume he won't play Origin uh, unless, you know, the New South Wales suddenly have a halv, halves crisis and mm. Bruce joins joins the rest of the ghosts and gets injured or something. But, um, yeah, just so cheap at the moment. What, like about nearly a $100,000 discount now on starting and just on his way yeah. down. He might be a straight swap for swap for Brooks in a week or two, which mm. is that would be my wildest dreams come true. I think, um, mate Maddo named again. Obviously, we can't trust that he's going to come back. Uh, this four forward bench is uh, not great for anyone who bought Papali'i, though. I'll, I doubt I'm going to be able to talk them into being upset. <laughs> Yeah, no, he had a huge game, didn't he? Uh, I think they're going to be quite happy. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not great for his future prospects, so seeing the Cardi Party back on the bench. Um, he scored a 47 last week, the Cardi Party, off the bench. <laughs> He's yeah. back, mate. I'm surpri- I, I'll be surprised if they don't drop one of them out and, and Jordan Rankin or Lusick comes in. Uh, probably more likely Rankin because he covers more positions, though. I, I'll I mean, see that you, happening. 
you'd assume once uh, once Dylan Brown's back, Will Smith will go back onto the bench anyway. I suppose. Of course. Yep. Correct. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Junior Paulo is well and truly back down to earth now uh, after his couple of tries to start. Nathan Brown has uh, not quite been space jammed, but he's just not getting the minutes, uh, and that mm. certainly isn't going to be improved with this full forward bench either. I wouldn't think. No. Yeah. Correct. Definitely. Uh, definitely wouldn't be. Uh, buying him, but that said, if he gets cheap enough, maybe yep. in the future, like he's 650k now. Um, yeah, like if, if there's an injury or something, or over, well, I guess, I guess there's a decent chance he plays Origin because he was in the team last year, but that sort of was yeah. a losing team. So, yeah, on, who knows? on form, on form, you couldn't pick him at the moment. Nah, you couldn't, no. Uh, I guess into the Sunday two o'clock game, Dragons versus Warriors. Uh, so we see. As you mentioned earlier, Maguire move across, which I'm really, really disappointed about um, from the Cowboys. Uh, and uh, I would anticipate that he's probably going to need a week to train with the team and get over this elbow injury. There's no cure for being a moron, but uh, he's going to you know, come into the team probably in a couple of weeks, which is bad news, I'd say, for every single Dragons forward. Yeah, you'd have to think he would come in for Kate Ellis, you'd assume. Um, yeah, it's probably not great news. Uh, I'm hoping as a fully my own owner that it, uh, um, Maguire could stay away for another week or so. But, yeah, it's probably not good news. That that said, like, uh, Alvaro is close to peaking anyway. Like, he's he's made quite a bit of cash. Um, what are you talking about, mate? Yeah. He's a keeper. <laughs> if he could get a starting role, he would be. Eh? Can, yeah, 40, uh, can we just... 45 minutes is all he needs. Yeah, exactly. Can just bloody hook get him in the team. Oh. Yeah. No, anyway, I'm really looking um, forward to yeah, that, that Alvaro. He's going to be peaking somewhere between Sean Bloor and Sam Verrills, uh, which is going to be really good, I think. And, um, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll move forward with cash making that side. So obviously you're a Tyrell Fuimaono owner. You're looking to move him on. Yeah, thinking about it, um, well, I mean, his break even's 34 now without considering any shenanigans. So he's probably going to start going backwards sooner rather than later unless he can uh, get a decent score. Because it's such a shame too because his, um, his second stint for the past two weeks have only been 10 minutes. Because he, he's really getting that that good role to begin the game. He's always the third forward off. He plays about 30 minutes, give or take, um, in his first stint. But the past two weeks, that second stint, he's only played 10 minutes, and it's really mm. not helping at all. Um, no. yeah, he's never really been a good PPM guy to start with. Yeah, exactly. He really needed that 45. Because, like, cause like, in the first, uh, like, in round two and three, he got 46 and 54 minutes. Like, he really needed that sort of role, like, 45 to 50 minutes sort of role to to have enough value and unfortunately he's falling about five to 10 minutes short currently. So yeah, similar to, to what you said with Ricky about how you're moving him on and holding little, I think I'm considering doing the same. It's just the only reason I'd hang on to Fui my owner is because he's a green dot in a week where there's quite a few red dots. Yep. Not fair enough. And you can easily fall into the trap of waiting a week on red dots and then you get three or four extra red dots next week. And then you got six red dots and you're going, Oh no, so, yeah, certainly uh, you do run a gauntlet there of trading out a green dot and holding a red dot. So don't don't uh, be tricked into thinking that that's a foolproof strategy. 
On the other side of the ball, oh, I guess the other thing is uh, Andrew McCulloch appreciation. Two seconds. Uh, yeah, you can hey, set you your can watch set, to him, can't you? <laughs> you can set your watch to him. It's beautiful. Uh, it's kind of not quite elite, but it's close enough compared to the hookers this year. So uh, he's uh, he's doing everything right. Yeah, like, I mean, we- like his scoring is what sort of piqued my uh, you know my ears to the, to the fact that there was there's a little bit of break-even shenanigans going on. I guess like Cleary breaking the game because um, like he's averaging 63 and he's only gained about 40k. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's a safe 63 basically. <laughs> Just about every yeah. week it's a low six score unless he gets some big attacking play. But yeah, mm-hmm. great player. Yep. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we see Fusatua out, which is going to be bad for all the teams that had him sitting in their emergencies. They've got to find somebody that's worth 239k to trade him to. Lucky Simpkins here this week. Um, O'Sullivan did really well on the weekend. Got bailed out by that try, but then seemed to sort of get a bit of confidence after that. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been take, he's been watching Die Hard as well. He got a big uh, Bruce update as well, didn't he? Don't you speak about Sean O'Sullivan in that manner. He earned every single one of those points. I will not hear anything to the contrary. <laughs> uh, outside of that, uh, now back down to earth on his PPM. Uh, we sort of mentioned, I guess, last week that his uh, value, a lot of his value might have been gone, and he's sort of shown there now his B's up around 40 with the shenanigans that are happening. So... Uh, Although uh, another guy in the team here, Jazz Tavagna, represents an interesting option. Although I can't 100% say I'm on board with believing that his role is that 45 to 50-plus minutes every week. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to predict with this Warriors pack because it it doesn't really seem to be consistent. Like, other than Tohu, you know that he's going to be getting big minutes. Um, Yeah, like every other guy sort of fluctuates. Uh, With Jazz, though, like he does have a pretty good break even like uh, sorry uh, ppm like this is the battle of the two ppm guys with tavanga and alvaro on the other side um yeah like, i mean he certainly represents some value if he can get that 50 to 55 minute roll um i mean he's certainly cheap he's sub 600k is oh man he's, he's tempting he is very tempting um it's just a matter I guess of he's low in, yeah i guess he's low in minutes this year is 39 which is pretty good and that was enough of flogging by the Roosters, uh, 57 minutes in that in a tight game is sort of what you want to see in the couple of close games that they've had. He's been the one that's been pumping the minutes out. So, uh, I mean, the big worry for me is seven missed tackles, um, but he still yeah. managed to score 70 without a try, yeah. which is huge. But he's that player, though. Like, he has a lot of negatives in his game, but he makes up for it by making about three to four tackles every set. Like, he's just... It seems like... Because I owned him last year, and and it was just... Every set, he would be trying to make at least three tackles. He's got an incredibly high work rate. He's always looking to offload it. Like, that's one thing I love about him. He's always trying to offload. Even if it's just a crappy offload, they all count the same. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely one to keep an eye on. Mm. Even with Little, he's only really... What is he, a 70K upgrade from Little? It costs you almost nothing, and you get a guy who could be a a borderline keeper. Uh, Probably not quite, but depending on what happens with that role, obviously, Fenua Blake's gone for a long time. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not not sure I'm emotionally ready for it. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, Josh Curran comes in to the back row, but uh, Siridan's probably only, what, a week away. So... 
Um, certainly not somebody that I'd be rushing into the team. If he holds that spot, he's only 246. So, I mean, even if he plays and Katoa is out as well, uh, if he holds that spot over those guys, then um, maybe he's a buy. But, you know, it's sort of just uncertainty at the moment. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a tough one because, uh, yeah, like you said, Katoa is gone as well. Um yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't. Again, I probably wouldn't be messing around with it, like you said, especially with um, uh, what's his name, Siren and due back uh, at some point. Um, yeah, do we know what happened to Katoa? Has he been injured or just dropped? It just says he dropped out of the side, but he hasn't really been playing that well minutes wise. No. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not the style of guy that uh, Nathan Brown likes. Who knows? I. Uh, I think either way, you can wait a week on Curran and see what happens, yeah. uh, given the price point. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, we can probably move to the last game of the week, which is the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. Cowboys on the board, finally. Uh, yes. Ben Hampton, number seven again. And uh, Condon did better, but still not very good. Uh, Tom Alolo's back, which sees – who drops out? Ruben Cotter's out. Mm. Yeah, so I think he must be injured. I don't. Think yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he got injured last week. From yeah, because mate, if you, I don't know if you've ever listened to a Todd Payton podcast, but uh, po- not a podcast interview, mate. He says the the words Ruben Cotter at least three to four times per interview, and it's always in a positive light. So I yeah. think uh, he'll be back. Yeah. yeah, Cotter only played ten minutes last week, so uh, I'm assuming that's what happened. He got injured. So talk me through Cohen Hess at prop. <laughs> yes, that noise is exactly what I just thought about. Do I have to, oh, well. Do so, I have to talk you through? <laughs> um, what I actually think is uh, Tom Alolo likes the jersey number 13 uh, uh-huh. and Co- Cohen Hess is Tom Gilbert once Tom Gilbert gets a bit of match fitness up in reserve grade. So he, he played 50 minutes or just under 50 minutes last week. Uh, so I assume he's just wanted to get some runs on the board and, and work his way into the side, but I don't think he'll be too far off and he'll come into the middle rotation. That Chain Wright ben Condon combination seems to be working the best. They're sort of toilers and then we can, you know, create through that spine and the, and the middle. Yeah, uh, I mean... Even last week, like Cohen has started at lock, played 57 minutes, but only scored 39. Like it's not in t- particularly impressive. He had, he had 55 run meters in a team that was running downhill all game. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm i going to pretend he doesn't exist for fantasy and try to block out him being on the field when I watch Cowboys games. I actually Bloody didn't hell. notice him playing, which worked really good for me. He's so cheap now too. He's 412K. I can't believe no, that. He's, he's not cheap. He's, just... he's expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Yep. On the other side of the ball, for some reason, DWZ, their winger is playing fullback. Nick Kotrick, their centre's playing winger. Uh, Corey Allen, their fullback's playing centre. Tupelodu Katoa still is in the team. And uh, their, as per program, other Josh, Josh, Jackson, Josh, Josh Jackson out with a torn calf, which sounds like a long-term injury. But I guess we need some update time on that. Napa comes into the starting side and Chris Smith onto the bench. That's a four-forward bench, although Topane is playing hooker. Uh, Luke Thompson is an interesting one here, given that the Bulldogs have been rolling this uh, rotation with Jackson playing just gigantic minutes. 
Mm. Yeah, he's, he's one to consider if he's going to slot into that role now because, like, Dylan Napa has been playing very few minutes uh, and he's never really – and he, like, Napa himself has never really been a, a big-minute guy. Um, I, I guess Heatherington might now slot into that or go back to what he was doing before Thompson came back in, like, that 50-minute sort of prop role that uh, Thompson was going to occupy. And now with – Jackson gone. Is it possible that, that Thompson is playing like 65-plus minutes at lock? Um, Mate, it's definitely possible. He looked really good. Uh, I think the try was worth 15 points is what I sort of worked out. Um, mm. By the time he did the try, the line break, what there was only one tackle bust in it at about 10 metres, so what's that? Four and yeah, 13, so 17 points. So that means that he got 43 in 50 minutes, which is pretty good. So... Even, you know, if you take the try out, that gives you a PPM of about 0.85. So if you're looking at a 65-minute roll there, that's a 55-point player. Uh, he's about the same price as Jazz. Mm. Uh, I'd be kind of inclined to have a bit of a, a flutter on Thompson. You've got to remember as well that that score was against the Storm, and he came on and they look, the dogs looked like a 1,000 times better. Yeah, I, I think for mine, I, I, I'm going to wait a week. Um I, I, mean, first, I mean, you were the one talking about the break-even shenanigans. So, I mean, if you put that into the 40s, um, I don't know. It's tough. Firstly, we need to find out how long uh, Josh Jackson's actually out for. So, if NRL physio, if he can give us a bit of an update, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'm sure he listens to the podcast. So. Oh, he does. He's a big, he's yeah. a big fan. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Uh, I mean, if if he does get that sixty plus minute role, he definitely looks like value. It's just, oh, I mean, I guess you're just taking that risk, aren't you? You're taking the punt that you think he is going to have that role for the foreseeable future if you're buying him this week. Um, yeah. The the case to wait a week is just to see if he has that role and then jump on. Um, but if you're confident, then yeah, go for it. I suppose. Yeah, he doesn't have the easiest draw. Um, I mean, he's got the Cowboys juggernaut this week. Uh, into Sharks, Eels, Dragons, who are absolutely on fire, Raiders, Titans, Panthers, then the bye, then Dragons again, Eels again, and then he gets a reprieve against Manly, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Titans, and then into Tigers, Warriors, Knights, Seagulls, Tigers. So, mate, uh, yeah, he's. I guess when you're about, you play in a bad team, you play the good teams more often because you don't get to play yourself. Uh, but it seems like he's playing like the good teams a lot and uh, all of his good all of his uh, bad or better matchups towards the end of the year it doesn't play the first buy I'm sort of yeah maybe not that, that just makes me more uh, <laughs> more urgent to sell Cotrick listening to you read that schedule uh, I've completely forgot about that oh, I hate wasting trades on centers Cotrick sucks he scored 19 he's just saying so bad. Um, yeah, he just doesn't even look like he cares. You know, it's annoying me. Like, if he was trying and he was making errors, like, I love that game where, like, I didn't love it, but when he was trying, like, he's making runs and trying to throw offloads and dropping the ball or whatever, like, I'll cop that. But I won't cop is someone doing a three-meter hit-up when I've seen him crab across the field and make 10 meters. Like, I know you can do that. And he just doesn't yeah. He doesn't look like he wants to, and it's really frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody there. Nobody, there's, he's the only one in this team that does those him and DWZ are the two guys that do that. Mm. Uh, they need him to be doing it. Yeah, and the dogs just, they really favour attacking left, don't they? They really, um, 
it seems like they're always going left. They don't go right too often, which is not great mm. for a right winger, uh, sort of like the Bailey Simonson syndrome. Um, yeah. Although I have like, to say yeah. the, Cowboys, the Cowboys' left defensive edge is their leaky edge. So yeah. uh, it is entirely possible that he gets a meat pie. I kind of want to just hold him through the Cowboys game, and then if he's still not doing very well, I might leave him, but I think I probably need to anyway. Yeah, well, like that's the thing with him. Like, can you can you trust him to even be in your seventeen? I know they've got a soft matchup, but can you even trust him? Trust no. him to play it and, and cop that. And I mean, good the, score? the thing is, if I take like if I go if I go Kotrick to Peachy, then I get Peachy, and I can still do my little um, loop with Walker and Simpkins this week. So, and it's only a hundred. And something K, like it's not that much to go up from Kotrick to Fiji either. No. I don't know. At the moment, it's probably a 25 point upgrade. Oh, yeah. And the rest, yeah. Could be, well, it was 40 this week. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that leaves us. That's the end of the uh, team list look. So let's just jump on the socials and see what uh, questions. And surprise, surprise, we got a billion of them. <laughs> uh, so, what are we doing with Little? Uh, surely Ricky is a trade. Uh, is current a buy and Tessie? Yeah, so Tessie's become the least of Heath's problems, and his last name's also Little as well. So, uh, Little, we're recommending, um, I guess, depending on what your team covers like, uh, I'd say Ricky's maybe the more urgent trade this week. Yeah, Ricky's probably the more urgent trade. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of it, it's really tough because like Little's not going to go backwards, but at the same time, you're trading a, a green dot for while keeping a red dot in your side. Um, like, like, I think Little's a trade anyway. Like, luckily, he gave us a 60 on the way out the door. But, like, really, once he goes back to – like, if he say he was in the team this week and, you know, by off the bench playing 30 minutes and he was only getting 50, scoring 30 points. He, you know, he's only got one more price rise left anyway. Um, yeah. The, uh, it's, it's the general consensus one. from Cowboy, uh, not Cowboys, from Tigers fans, what I'm seeing is once Simpkin debuts, he's never gonna, he's never gonna yeah. not be in the team. So uh, that's the general consensus. So um, they were screaming out for him in round one over Little. So mate, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm what I'm planning to do is hang on to Little because he's not going to lose any money this week, and then upgrade him once I've got guys that aren't bleeding cash. Uh, that's my my thought. So I guess maybe I'm recommending that to you. Um, and I guess we touched on Curran as not being a buy. Yeah, just just the uncertainty. Like I feel like I've been saying this for about three months. Like with the uncertainty in the Warriors pack, it just never sort of stays the same. It's just yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be diving into him. No. No. Um, who to trade out and who to keep out of Little, Ricky, Tessie, and Roberts? I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, see above. Uh, so I guess we're recommending trading uh, what Tessie and Ricky. Yeah, I mean, or little like and, or little and Ricky and holding Tessie. Um, yeah, well. yeah. Uh, you know, trading little and Ricky would free up a lot more cash to get a guy in like Payne Haas or some other keeper, I suppose. Yep. Um, someone in the comments here saying swapping Hoy for Jack Bird and putting Roberts in the emergencies and swap Tessie to Charlie Staines. Um, thinking I can get Simpkin and yeah, um, don't do that. Don't get Charlie Staines. Um, Jack Bird's okay, but why don't you just trade Tessie to, or or you got Hoy to Jack Bird and just play Roberts in your centers this week. I realize that he scored an eight, but you can't get away from that 
eight now, you've already copped it, and he doesn't do that every week. Uh, you got to remember Rabbitohs is his revenge game as well. Oh, no, he's not playing. Yeah, he's playing the Rabbitohs. That's his revenge game, so he'll probably score a 1,000 points this week. Or 28. <laughs> or 28, or, yeah. Um, but then if you go uh, and get Simpkin this week, you won't miss out on the probably 25 to 30K he's going to make this week. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I know you recommended holding Roberts. So I mean, it's tough. Uh, like, there's not a whole lot of good center options going around anyway. Like, no. I actually quite like Bird. I, he was he was looking very good against the Eels. He was quite involved. Um, always looking to get involved. Sort of what Kotrick was doing about four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, Bird's certainly got the pedigree, and it seems like he's got some confidence back. I mean, there's a chance he could be, you know, getting back to keep a center oh, scores. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you wanted to get burnt, I wouldn't. Re- I wouldn't recommend against that. No, I like it. Um, yeah, so I think maybe try to get Simpkin and Jack Bird in this week and do that way, um, and keep Roberts would be my suggestion. Two options: Little to Simpkin and Kamikamika to Haas. Why are we giving you advice, Belen? <laughs> this yeah. bloody Belen just beat my record uh, in the old fantasy group that I was in. I scored 1,189 points a couple of years ago. He scored over 1,200 this week, just gone, and has the nerve to send us in and ask us for advice. You give us advice. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) Please, we need the help. I need the help. Uh, but it sounds like yeah. those trades are, are pretty good. <laughs> little little to Simkin and Kamakamika to Haas. Uh, no centre cover for this week. Well, I don't think that's really a big problem anyway. Alternatively, hold Kamakamika for a week and go near to Peachy, give centre cover by Peachy, but we'll use him in the middle for now as you have Bird and Momorowski. I reckon the Haas one, I prefer that. Yeah, yeah, just, I think the Haas one. Yeah, run, just run the for a week. Yeah, Park Neo in your emergencies and um, and Obi comes back next week when the Broncos get pumped by 65 points. Um, best cash cow and best keeper center. Um, or best edge cash cow. Um, there isn't one. Uh, yeah, zero. Do not get an edge cash cow. Just have Angus and Fafida and have uh, Schuster on your bench after this week and then you'll be fine. Um, but best keeper centre, Momorowski and Peachy, I think, at this stage. Or Brent, Bradman Best is the other one. Yeah, best back this week. I think he's uh, he'll be a good one. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Peachy, Best, Lomax. And then after that, there's like a bunch of guys like Momorowski that's probably going to be a keeper. Uh, Rapana's playing like a keeper when he's not spewing his guts out. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is Simkin a buy? You bet your sweet ass he is. <laughs> yes, get on that Simkin train. Uh, Little and Ricky out for Hampton and Tohu. Uh, don't hate it. What was uh, the trade again? One more time. So Little and Ricky out, Hampton yeah. and Tohu Harrison. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting from Tohu. I think his scoring range this year is 61 to 63. Like he hasn't scored outside of 61 and 63. Like it's five scores all in that range. Um, so you know what you're getting. Uh, Hampton we, we didn't touch on. Should we... Talk about Hampton. Are you considering yeah, Hampton a buy? I was up until uh, the other action around the team lists, so not at the moment. Um, but uh, I think I'm just not going to muck around with him because he's a trade in and then a trade out later. Uh, but for mm. somebody 
for somebody that's looking for some cash generation. I think it's a good idea. My only comment around Torhu is is you know that he's going to be this price for the entire season, barring injury, uh, and I do not think that it's now the time to buy in elite guns that are finished making money or aren't going to make any more money. I think there's some guys with some upside there, like even Haas has some upside. I'm assuming you can't afford Haas. My suggestion would be to go to a guy who is significantly less than Torhu and should average not quite the same but close. Say like uh, Jerbo, for example, I've got him as from now to the end of the year probably averaging about 56 points. So he's going to go about five, give or take a couple of points, but he's 150K less and that 150K might be the difference between you affording a player and not affording a player next week. That's a, you know, a 20-point upgrade. So... That's my advice, uh, but I can I won't tell I won't talk you out of buying Torhu, but I think at this point in the year you need to keep your cash moving. Yeah, no, solid advice. So you could even take a punt on uh, Luke Thompson or Jazz Tavanger if you wanted to bank even more cash. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it's every possibility that Luke Thompson averages fifty five, and for the rest of the year, especially if uh, Jackson's injury series was subject to that. But yeah, Jerbo is probably my sweet spot in terms of. Uh, upside versus, uh, I mean, average upside, not game upside. Mind you, he's got two scores in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, I guess short answer is, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the first one. I'd probably look to, to keep some of the cash and go to somebody else instead of Torhu. But if you if you love Torhu, take him. Head-to-head player will be trading Torhu this week or wait a week for Payne Haas. Um, yeah, probably the second one for me. Yeah, I, I mean, if I mean if you wanted to pull up, I'd I'd be happy to take Haas this week, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, up to you. Like, it, it's fine to. I think it's fine to grab grab Haas now. He's not going to lose a whole lot more. I mean, there's, there's every chance he scores eighty this week. Um, yeah. That, that yeah. said, if you wanted to wait a week and let his price drop into the eight hundreds, so nothing wrong with that either. Yep. Uh, does Hampton get dual position for playing seven? He's already got centre wing fullback. No. Yeah. Um, no. So he, he'll just be. Wing fullback center, which is great. That's what you want. You don't want him being a half. Uh, you that's a cheat code being able to play a half in your uh centers, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the, the only hurdle with Hampton is just hoping that he can hold Clifford out of the side. Um, the Cowboys do have a fairly good three months coming up, though, like they've got a, a pretty good run coming up for the next three months where they're playing some. Like we're, I wouldn't be surprised to see them winning like about fifty percent of their games over the next three months. So uh, you'd assume as long as the Cowboys are winning, um, Hampton should be able to hold his spot. But I mean, who knows? Uh, also, also you got to remember like Tom Alolo back this week. You got to think that helps the Cowboys as well. Yeah, yeah. Hampton can play. He's pumped, man, and he was training in the halves all off season. I was listening to an interview with him. He's he was training with Drinkwater in the halves all off season, uh, swapping around with Clifford. And uh, obviously Clifford's moving on, which is a point in Hampton's side. Uh, he's got a decent kicking game. But, you know, the Cowboys don't need to play that style either. They can play that run and gun sort of thing. And Hampton got 300-something kick metres. Now that I think about it, I might even just do Ricky do Ricky and Kotrick out and get Hampton and Simpkin and just have like, you know, 600 grand in my bank for uh, upgrading Little and Brooks next week. 
Well, it's funny you say that because I've actually got Little to Simpkin, Codrick to Hampton and about 600k sitting in my bank <laughs> <laughs> currently. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should get somebody on there that has a different uh, thought process to us. Yeah, I know. We need, we need, we yeah. need some out-of-the-box thinkers. Get a guest yeah. on next week. Yep. Maybe. Um, well, you're away on Star Wars Day, so maybe we could even have a, a teamless, short Teamless Tuesday episode with a, with a super guest and then do our proper one on Wednesday. Who knows? Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. Tune in and find out. Um, <laughs> our resident Raiders expert weighing in saying Ryan James has just rested. Uh, Luke Thompson and or Topane with Jacko torn calf. A little to Simpkin, too obvious to ignore. Follow up, Tigers look trappy and play late. Is Curran a trap? And uh, is Hamawale an edge option for Ricky. So I think we covered pretty much all of that through the process. Uh, Simpkin, I don't think he's a trap. Curry, yeah. I do. And Humlo Gokawali, I do think is a trap. Yeah. Uh, if, um, I mean, hell, if, if Simpkin could replicate what he's been doing in New South Wales Cup, he, he should be able to make a, quite a lot of money. It's just as long as he gets the minutes and uh, Moses doesn't pinch enough. But, yeah, seems seems a good buy. Yep. Um, uh, then the last part of that is DPB, Harves, Hampton, Drink, or Dewey. Uh, obviously, they're completely different price brackets. Just jump on the hamster, I reckon, if you're going to do that. Um, apparently, three to six weeks for Jackson. So uh, scratch okay. everything we said about Luke Thompson. <laughs> uh, out of any price, who's the best centre to buy except for Momorowski? Uh, Peachy. Yeah, I'd say Peachy or Best. Um, I think Best has a bigger ceiling than Peachy, um, but you're probably going to get, I mean, I'd, I'd say you get more consistent scores out of Peachy, but he's got the, the, the 20 in his game as well. So yeah. um, if I could only pick one, I'd probably go Best for mine. Um, I've just got a bit of a man crush on Best. He's, he's just an absolute weapon and... Yeah. Is is Pierce being out a, a concern with best? Yeah, it's a good question. Um I, I guess with Ponga back now, I don't think so because we know that Ponga prefers that left side. So I'd assume that he's still going to get plenty of service because Pierce always played on the right and it was Kurt Mann on the left last year, wasn't yeah, it? So true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be too much of a concern. Yep. Um Roberts to Bird and is Simpkin a good pickup? Uh yes to the second part. Oh, maybe Actually, for the first part. Yeah, if you've got no other problems, I'd I'd probably do that trade, to be honest. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Let's do it. Why not? Live dangerously. Um, who should I trade out a little and Ricky or both? Um, and who's more likely to get the starting position back? I'd suggest uh, Ricky is more likely to get the starting position back, but probably both are trades. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um yeah, Ricky's probably more likely to get back. Little's probably going to need an injury um, to Simpkin to get to get his job back, um, unless Simpkin really stinks it up. But I, I can't imagine that's going to happen. Yeah, no. Uh, from all accounts, Simpkin is the real deal. Um, and uh, Craig telling people in here he's a trap. I don't think he is. That's me personally. Um, B75, is it too early to get Haas? Don't think so. Um, you certainly can wait, though. Yeah, agreed. Um, if you want to get him this week, I don't see a problem with that. But if you want to wait a week and get him for maybe 50K less, if that, I don't even know if he'll fall that far. Because, uh, he, I mean, he's got the, the range in his scoring to match his break even this week. So, yep. yeah, so certainly a good buy on any week. Yep. 
Um, do we prioritise getting Fogarty or getting Haas? Probably Fogarty. Uh, yeah, under six hundred k. Yeah, he's he's really good value now. Like if I think if you take out that uh, that one like that low score he had last week, or sorry, the week before, uh, three scores in the sixties and a thirty five. Yeah, yeah, averaging fifty six uh, without that injury affected game. So yeah, Fogarty looks like great value. Yep, do that and then get Haas next week. Uh, that's just Facebook stuff. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, uh, is Hampton a trap? No, I don't think so. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, he's a little bit of a trap. Like he's he's like he's got trap potential uh, in the fact that yeah. Clune, uh, sorry, not Clune, uh, Clifford could come in at any time. Um, yeah. That said, as long as the Cowboys are winning and he's going all right, I, I think it's his spot to lose at the moment. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to buy him this week. It doesn't seem like Todd's particularly uh, impressed by Clifford. Uh, no. Ricky pushed the bench. Are we keeping or, li- or leaving him in the emergencies? You can leave him in the emergencies if you've got other problems, but I'm I'm happy for you to trade him. Yeah, he's, he's probably not urgent. Like I said, he's probably not urgent this week, but if you've, if he's also a trade at some point as well, assuming he doesn't get the, the edge spot back at some point uh, in the next week or so. Yep. Uh, Charles, who's leading our overall league, I don't know why you're asking for advice. You and Belinda are running the podcast next week. Um, <laughs> going Ricky to Peachy because I don't want to trade Little or Neo and I can't trade Alvaro or Uto and also have Sam Verrills what to do. Um, yeah, don't, don't mind that. What, so what's his trade? What, what's his Ricky, trade to Pe- Ricky to Peachy and he's holding Little and Neo and has Verrills as well. Yeah. So I would suggest that you are um, riding the the danger, the red dot danger roller coaster there, my friend Charles. Uh, I would suggest that you need to do little to Simpkin as well. I would tend to agree with that. Yep. But, uh, I mean, obviously they're playing the Rabbitohs and Simpkin's a rookie. Uh, first players to get held accountable for stuff like this is rookies if they get pumped. So you never know, but... All accounts, he's a he's a jet. So, uh, for a first season, actually, I'll come back to that one. That's a good question to finish off with. Um, do I forget for fear and just squint, strengthen up the rest of my squad? Bring in Toto and Momorowski with the Panthers run. Um, don't get Toto. Yeah, for has got a much higher ceiling than Toto, and he's what like AK Toto. Not oh, Brian, as in Brian. 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 Oh, yeah, don't mess around with old Brian. Uh, no. He's a very naughty boy. No, he's a naughty boy. Just get uh, Fafida and play Roberts. I'm assuming that's why you're trying to bring in a bunch of backs or something like that or get Ben Hampton or something like that. Rob, is it time to bid Podrick? And if so, what are we renaming our group chat to? <laughs> Um, um, the, the answer to the group chat question is the Hampton wheel. Uh, <laughs> and I think we're both going to put him in the bin, judging by our plan so far. Yeah, I just I just don't have any faith in Kodrick, unfortunately. Um, like what you were saying, how he just hasn't looked interested recently, it's sort of like the opposite of Jazz Tavanga. You know, like I can cop a low score from a guy that's uh, constantly involved and like always looking for things to do uh, like Jazz is, but like a guy like Kodrick who just... I don't know, he's taking the old three-meter hit up and doesn't really seem to get involved. It's yeah, it's really disappointing because he was looking really good after the first two weeks. But, 
yeah, just falling off a cliff. I, I think it's I think it's time to move on. Unfortunately, though, it's happened in a week where there's a lot of other problems. So if you wanted to hold mm-hmm. him for one more week, I couldn't talk you out of that either. But um, no. I've just got no faith in him. Before Ryan talked me into trading him earlier, I was holding him when I when I hit record on this podcast. <laughs> um, do I trade Mike Acevo to George Jennings, or is there other options at the price point? Uh, I would suggest that you do not bring in George Jennings. I know that his break-even is really low, um, but he's played the Broncos and the Bulldogs in the last two weeks and has three tries, and he's going into a Roosters, Sharks, Rabbitohs across the next three and add Dragons and Raiders to that across the next six. So, um, Or next four and next six, I should say. So, mate, uh, yeah, don't get George Jennings. I would suggest that Ben Hampton's your man. And put yeah, in, probably, in your pocket. Yeah, save the 130k, get it hamster. Um, like Jennings' job security is probably better than Hampton's, but I, I think Hampton's worth the risk for the amount of money you'd save making that trade. Yep. Uh, use that 130k elsewhere, John. Jeff, Hampton and Simpkins, buy or avoid? Um, you know the answer to that question, judging by what we've said so far. Ricky and Little for Simpkin and for Feeder. Um, do it. Yep. Uh, Little and Ricky to Simpkin and Tohu. Uh, less excited about that. See answers uh, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Milf and Little to O'Sullivan and Dewey. Uh, don't. Mm. Uh, just my instant reaction is I don't really like that. Uh, like given always... the amount of halves available at the moment, um, I mean... Dewey, like, yeah, maybe. I think, I, I think Dewey could be a keeper wing fullback, to be honest. I, I was looking at him, I think, a week or two ago. I think I brought him up um, to you and to Rob. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he was, he's been scoring really well uh, in the halves, and he's available in the wing fullback. It's just um, – so, I mean, if you're looking for a pod, it's just that when I was looking at him, he was about 60K cheaper <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, but if you're looking for a pod, I think there are worse options out there. I really want somebody to buy Tommy Turbo. So, Cody, I'm going to give you the advice to buy Tommy Turbo instead of Dewey this week. I mean, for 130k less, again, it's yeah. probably you worth can, the risk. You can choose to ignore me, uh, and you're probably 60% chance to be right, but <laughs> I'm going to say I told you so when Tommy gets 100 this week. Um, Ricky and Neo for Peachy and Simpkin. Um, with 300k to spend next week, or Ricky and Neo for Torhu and Hampton with 30k to spend next week. Uh, so I assume you have to get a center, which is why you're asking that question. Why don't you get Hampton and Simpkin and have all the money? <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck diving in a in a bath, <laughs> <laughs> like that Homer Simpson. Meme where he's got the crown on and he's like, ah, oh, ha, 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 and all the jewels and stuff hanging off him. Look that closer, Lenny. <laughs> Join us in the 600K in the bank club, Lachlan Wood, uh, is our recommendation to you, I think. Don't you reckon? Yeah, and then next week you can get two keepers in or get yeah. clear if you don't have him or get the house. Yeah. Yeah. Get Payne Haas and uh, buy your parents a new house. <laughs> like Latrell. Yeah. Uh, Danny. Uh, why did Little get dropped but James Roberts didn't? Because Michael Maguire does not care about your fantasy team. 
Yeah, exactly. This was uh, I, I remember I talked about this all off season when we were talking about Twile and the reason why I wasn't uh, keen on him because Maguire is probably the most savage coach in the NRL. He does not hesitate to drop anyone at any point. So yeah, yeah. He doesn't care about your fantasy team, and Jake Simpkins been doing really well, and they don't have any better options at centre. Joe Besman, Tommy Turbo? Question mark. Yes, do it. There's one. There's your. There's your man. Do um, it, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for mine, I'm. I mean, let me have a quick look at Manly's schedule. But I mean, for mine, I, I want to wait a week and just see how he's looking. Uh, I can't. Im- I can't imagine. He's- oh, wait. I can't imagine he's going to be back to full strength immediately. But that said, the, they've got the Tigers next week. They've got the Warriors, Broncos coming up. Yes, oh. do it. Do it now. Don't even think <laughs> about it. Don't think, don't blink. And, and spread the word, Tommy Turbo. Number I mean, like, you, it, it's, it seems like everyone sort of jumped off him because he had this another preseason hamstring injury because like two months ago, everyone had him in, his, in their team. Like he was what, yeah. like 40% owned? Yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. What's one hamstring injury amongst hundreds of others? You know, if he's, you know, everybody was will, willing to tolerate the risk before and now they're not. Uh, the upside's still there, uh, specifically with the B shenanigans being what they are. Um, you know, he is another one that could disrupt it and make some massive price rises, softish sort of schedule. Um, he's going to link up really well with uh, Schuster as well. I think he's going to be playing off the back of him. And this, uh, I guess the Manly pack's a little bit depleted, but, um, yeah, no, I like it. I think I think somebody people should do it and then they can uh, – Either cry next week to us or um, rub it in everybody's faces that they were pussies and didn't get to- uh, turbo. Uh, back row, back. Uh, what to do with Roberts? And are we keeping little? Um, if you don't, if you don't need to sell little, um, you can hang on to him because he's not going to go down in price, as we sort of said. But um, I reckon just hang on to Roberts and play him again this week and and pray. Yeah, I mean, or you can just trade little to. Peachy or best or something if you wanted to. Yep. yep. Um, last question. So John Bowden, uh, I actually really like your tag, which is that money sniper. He's a first season amateur uh, fantasy player. And when structuring your team, once you've covered the starting 13 players, uh, how do you structure your emergencies Ooh. and your bench? So like, for me, um, what I'm looking for is the best cash makers that I can and at least one player in every position. Outside of that, I don't sort of think too much about it. And if you get dual positions, uh, that's better. So ideally what you're looking for is a wing fullback center dual position in your number 21 and then as many cash makers as you can and then the best four players that you can have in your 14, 15, 16, 17 scoring players. doesn't really matter on the positions. Um, typically, what you'll find is you want three hookers, a dual position, front row, back row, like a Angus Crichton, um, mid-edge, and a half as your 18th man or some sort of combination of that. Yeah, yeah, like I think that's pretty spot on. Like uh, up until this week, like I've had Tazzy New sitting in my 21 spot covering, you know, any center or wing fullback late withdrawals. Um, uh, you know, I've had two, uh, you know, Fui Maiono sitting there as my edge mid cover. Um, yeah. And, and I think everyone right now has a million halves and hookers. So 
Yep. Yeah. The brothel strategy is always a good option. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, as many hookers as you can, uh, at least one dual position front row, back row, one dual position wing fullback center and one half and then the best best you can outside of that. Uh, ideally, if you can get a guy, say, like uh, a half hooker, but they don't, doesn't seem to be that many of them. Uh, that oh, a guy that's playing hooker, that's a half hooker dual. There doesn't seem to be that this year. Used to be Turban, but he's uh, he lost his half. Well, when we had uh, Ben Hunt last year, that was nice. Oh, he's got it, hasn't he? Did? Yeah, but he's playing in the half. So yeah, true. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so we are at actually not too bad. It's only an hour and a half. All right. Yeah, um, cool. All right. Thanks for sending in your questions. Good luck with the uh, chaos and um, feel free to shoot us through any questions, like, subscribe, join the overall league. And, um, yeah, we also accept uh, gift baskets and things like that. Yeah, and make sure you enjoy uh, Die Hard at 7.50 p.m. this Thursday night. Channel <laughs> <laughs> 9, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, pray, pray for the fall of Bruce Willis. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next time, guys. Love you guys.